Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. One of the more problematic human emotions, drives, dynamics is that of envy. And Seneca is going to discuss this in relation to anger and the workings of envy in book three of his On Anger in two chapters, in particular chapters 30 and 31. And he begins this discussion in sort of an offhanded way to show an example. And then he goes on to explain how it is that envy works. And so he says, suppose another's been treated more generously. Okay, so this is a typical occasion of envy, what should we do? We should take pleasure in what it is that we have in ours, quite literally, nos, without engaging in or making comparisons, sina comparatione. So what is a comparison? Well, we look at what we've got and we look at what the other person has. And here's where envy tends to arise. We don't just make a comparison in the sense of judging, oh, that's bigger, this is smaller. We start to mix in values. The value of this is less in comparison to that greater thing over there. And we also start to make connections, right? That person gave this other person over there more than they gave me. They must value that other person more than they value me. Now I start to get angry, right? Because I'm making these comparisons. And Seneca points out a general idea that I think is quite true. He talks about people being tormented, torquat, or like literally like turned up, turned around by others' greater happiness, feliki, or the, the fact that other people are enjoying more or seem to be enjoying more and that this interferes with that very person being happy themselves. So, so long as I make my happiness depend not just on having enough, having what is good enough for me, but on its connection and comparison to what other people have, I am actually interfering with my own happiness. And he goes on and says, suppose I have less than I hoped. Well, perhaps I hoped for more than I should have. And then he points out, we should fear most. And he uses that word, metus, fear, anger that arises from this quarter. Why? Well, it's the most destructive. And there's also another feature to it. It's not just the most destructive, most inclined to attack the things we hold sacred. It's, it's most inclined to transgress, to cross boundaries that shouldn't be, to go too far, we could say. And he provides us with some examples of this. He says, more friends than enemies finished off the deified Julius. That's Julius Caesar. He hadn't satisfied their insatiable hopes. He'd wanted to. No one made more generous use of victory. But how could he satisfy such relentless desires when each one of them lusted after all that a single man had in his is power, right? So, you know, this is a, a great example. You can never really satisfy everybody. People are going to be envious. You should be on the guard against the anger that arises from this spirit of comparison and saying, it's not enough for me. And you have done me wrong by not giving me what I want. 
He goes on and he says, and this is at the beginning of chapter 31, nobody who is looking at another possessions is pleased with their own. So another's possessions ad iliana respiciente, looking at, examining what it is that another person has. This again prevents us from being happy. And how does anger rather than just mere distress or grief come from this? He says, we grow angry even with the goods we have because another's ahead of us literally precedes us onto cadent, right? So we get angry, not just with people, but even with the wealth, the good things that it is that we do possess for not being enough because other people got there first. And this could be wealth. This could be social status. This could even be things like being the first person to make a comment on a video. You know, people sometimes will say first, right? As if that's somehow important. And then somebody else could get mad and be like, oh, I watched this all the way through. I didn't just put a comment there. You know, I deserve to be first. Well, yeah, sure. People can get upset over anything. And he goes on and he says, what monstrous envy stalks the man who envies only a few, right? So even if we have any envy, we're, we're really getting ourselves in trouble. And then he talks about unreasonable people who receive something and it might be quite nice, but they count it as an insult in Nuria that they didn't get more from the person. So yeah, we, again, we can think about this with countless examples. Somebody goes on a date with somebody and the date goes quite well and they get a good night kiss and they're like, you're not going to invite me inside for a nightcap? And then they're like, no. Uh, no, first date, maybe next time, maybe the time after that. And now they're mad because they didn't get more, right? Or you give somebody a book and they're like, why didn't you buy me the whole collection? This book is a used copy. Why didn't you buy me a new copy? We could go on and on and on, right? People at dinner looking at the other table and being like, oh, why did I order this? That looks so much better. Can't I have both? You know, and the, the waiter says, well, sure, if you want to order it and pay for it, but uh, you've already ordered something, right? So unreasonable people get angry quite easily. He gives some examples from Roman life. He gave me a praetorship, but I'd hoped for a consulship. So, you know, these are both like high offices being praetor or consul, sort of like, you know, being made vice president, but they didn't make you president. Well, you're still vice president, right? That's still something pretty good. Oh, they appointed you to associate professor, but you're not full professor yet. Uh, you're still associate professor in a time, by the way, when much of the professorate is actually being taught by adjuncts and working in precarious conditions. If you actually have a full-time secure job, you ought to be happy about that. A little bit of a side note there. He goes on as well and he says, he gave me 12 fasces, but didn't make me an ordinary council. He wished the year be reckoned by my name, but I still don't have a priesthood. I've been chosen to be a member of a priestly college, but why only one, right? So these are all like offices and Seneca's going higher and higher and higher with it and saying, these people are never satisfied. They're never happy because they're always looking at what they don't have. Finally, the other example, he's crowned my social standing, but he's contributed nothing to my estate. He's given me what he was obliged to give, but he extended nothing of his own. So, I mean, people are doing great favors for you. 
and you're like, but they didn't do this other thing. Well, that's constantly demanding more. And at this point, we could actually say, maybe it's not just envy, maybe it's also avarice or greed, not just in terms of money, but in terms of status as well. But all of these are causes for other people getting angry. So we got to watch them if we realize they're like that. But it's also for ourselves. We can quite easily get upset with life, other people, what we have, what we don't have. So what's the remedy? How should we deal with this? He says, gratitude. It rather say thanks. Aga gratias. Gratias is thanks to the other person. Aga means to bestow it on them. Say thanks for what it is that you're actually getting because it is something good, right? And then he says, wait for the rest and be glad you don't yet have all you can. And here Seneca says something really quite interesting. Usually the Stoics, including Seneca, are kind of down on hope, space in Latin. Here he's actually saying that hopes are among the pleasures of life, voluptates, right? So he, he tells us that it's one of life's pleasures to have something left to hope for. So, you know, if you didn't get everything, but you have some prospects of getting something decent, enjoy those prospects, delight in them for a bit. So here Seneca is actually endorsing a reasonable kind of hope. And then he talks about surpassing others, right? He says, suppose you've surpassed all others, be glad you're first in the heart of your friend. So that's one possibility. If you actually have a lot of stuff, wonderful, right? If your best friend is best friends with you, cool. But what if others have passed you up in terms of friendship or in terms of wealth or in terms of position or in terms of beauty, or we could go on and on and on because anything that we can compare, we can find ourselves to be lesser. And here he says something else that's kind of interesting. If you are yourself surpassed, consider the fact that you aren't at the very bottom just by not being at the top, right? He says that consider how many more are behind you than ahead of you. You know, so here's, here's a good example. So, you know, you've got money in the bank, but it's not a ton of money. There's always going to be people who have more money banking in that same bank than you do. Yeah, but you're not broke, right? You're not destitute. You're not living on the street. You actually have what we call an emergency fund. That's good. So this leads to a important complaint, which we can turn into a principle. We want to keep truer accounts. We want to keep a sense of perspective or proportion about what it is that we have. And Seneca is going to note something here, which by the way, he talks about at much greater length in his longer work on benefits. He says, you want to know your biggest fault? You don't keep true accounts. You put a high value on what you've given, a low value on what you've received. What you really want to do is have true, accurate values on both what you're giving and what you're receiving from other people so that you can keep these things in proper perspective, realize the goods that you have are goods, be thankful for the things that you do have, and avoid falling into the kind of envy that will transform itself fairly quickly into being offended and getting angry and then losing control and probably damaging your relationships and certainly depriving yourself of the happiness that otherwise you could in fact enjoy. 
Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.